Can't even waste time because it's maybe the most packed show that we've ever fucking had. Holy crap! I'm so excited for it. Simpson Lefko, three-hour podcast today. Oh man, are you are you three hours? I'm getting, I'm getting nervous. Sweating. I hope everyone's got some time over the next uh, 48 hours. I can't explain to you guys what it was like to interview Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins and be like, what a fucking podcast. And then Alex Smith gets traded to Washington and Sims texts me and Josh and goes, holy shit, everything we did is fucked. 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 I mean, damn. Might, might as well not even been here yesterday. No, I mean, they literally screwed all of Radio Row. Thanks now, for showing up, guys. Kirk Cousins didn't do shit. Right. Do you believe that Alex Smith knew when we interviewed him yesterday that he was going to be traded? I think he had inklings that it could possibly happen. Any things during our conversation that makes you go, oh, yep, that was it. The fact that he, like, took the shot at the Cleveland Browns and little things like that. And he was like, I don't want to play for Cleveland. Yeah, right. That, to me, was like, oh, well, he already canceled them off or knows something that mm. we don't know. Do you I- remember what he said before the interview? When no. he sat down and you were like, oh, we just talked to Kirk about his situation. You guys are the same you, person. And then Alex was like, oh, what Kirk have to say? And, and you, think, was, you think like he was kind of saying oh, that? Like, oh, oh, oh. I don't know. If you, I mean, we can go back and watch the raw footage. He had a little twinkle in his eye. I would like to go back and watch the raw footage at one point. There's, I mean, there's no way he didn't have any idea about it. Because the, the agents, this is something that they're going to warn him to. Hey, okay, I'm in discussions with the Redskins. And he signed a deal already, or they have a deal in place. So that's not going to be done. Right. Or the parameters aren't going to be in place unless they check it with Alex. Do you like the move by Washington? I do like the move by Washington. It gets them out from this really precarious situation of negotiating with a $34 million contract hanging over their head. But Alex Smith is not better than Kirk Cousins. No, Kirk Cousins is better than Alex Smith, but but not by a ton. And yes, I mean, you said it right. It's $34 million for one player. That's stupid. And you can't let somebody in your franchise continually hold your team hostage every year and you and I have talked about it I've told you about how like teams want to frame their team around leaders and try to move forward that way well it's hard to do that as a head coach when you go he might not be here next year for the third straight year for the third straight year so now where do you think Cousins goes All right, so there's the Cardinals. Jaguars, Jaguars. I mean, Jags, Jets. Cardinals, Jags, Jets. Broncos. Denver, Giants. I don't think the the Giants have painted themselves into the Eli Manning corner. So who do you really think? Denver? Yeah, I think Denver. And I do think that Jacksonville is going to give him a legit look here. I hope so. I still am not buying in that they're going to definitely bring Blake Bortles back, but we'll be. We'll, I'll be interested to see how that plays. What do you got? Vegas odds on where Kirk Cousins oh, lands. Oh, good job, Josh. Eight to five to the Jets, seven to four to the Broncos, four to one to the Cardinals. That courtesy of the Bleach Report app, the BR app. Download it in the BR. iTunes Store today. Well done, Josh. The Thank you. Wait, wait, but the Jets. You got to remember, there's a link there. Jeremy Bates is the new offensive coordinator. He came from, he was in Tampa with me. He's from the John Gruden school. Uh, of course, Kirk coming from the Jay Gruden, Kyle Shanahan, mm. McVay school, who all learned under Gruden just like Jeremy Bates, too. Man. So, the, is that where you want him to go? Well, 
I'm just saying that'll be the easiest, right. seamless transition. He's not going to have to learn the offense at all. Denver's probably the best place for him to go, or Jacksonville if they decide to get go on, move on without Blake Portals. Pack show. Uh, when I tell you we're going to have Watson, Kamara, and Melvin Gordon, we're going to have Greg Olson breaking down both teams. We track down Tony fucking Baselli and Sims and him went head to head and it was great but we're going to start off with Michelle Tafoya NBC reporter easily in my mind the best in the game yep. she was great she talks about what it's like to interview Belichick and Popovich and gives us a little preview of the Super Bowl Michelle Tafoya hands down inarguably the best reporter in the game. Oh, I don't know about that. No. He says it about you all the time. Even yes. before I started working with you or any of that. So I can really attest. If he didn't, I would call him out of Fugazi and go, you're a bullcrap. Yes. Okay. But uh, can someone find my checkbook here? <laughs> write this man a check. And then what's the name of the producer for NBC Sunday Night Football again? Freddie Fred Goodelli. Goodelli. Right. So Sims has always said, this man except like he it's it's excellence and if you don't give it to him he's not taking it which only further confirms your status what is it like working with him I would imagine it's like playing for Bill Belichick. Honestly, I'm not even kidding and I'm not trying to be generic about that. When I talk to players about Bill, they say there is no situation you're not prepared for. Right. And that's how it is working for Fred. It's Man. like he thinks about now, what if there's an earthquake during the game? Yes. <laughs> what if there's a hurricane? What if a lightning bolt strikes Al down? What do we? I'm exaggerating, yeah. of course, but that's the way he thinks. It is. And so that's the way you have to come in prepared and know. So for this Super Bowl, yeah. you can imagine uh. my head spinning a little bit. Well, I mean, they're, they're, you're right. It's New England. Like they, they want to rehearse the rehearsal at NBC. Really? Yeah, they do. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are we going to rehearse before the game? Do we have to do it again and again and again? My mic keeps... Okay, oh, can I tell you something that Please. they're doing? Yeah. Now, I don't know. I don't think this is a secret. So every time that Fred does a Super Bowl, we get a high school team in the area. In this case, it's Minneapolis North. Right. We have a couple guys go install plays with this high school team. Huh. Philly offense, Philly defense, New England offense, New England. They install the plays wow. through the week. Right. And then they bring them over to the stadium on Friday, give them a lunch, and have them rehearse certain plays. And just fake shoot the game. Fake shoot some of the things so they know exactly the camera angles that they want, the way they want to shoot it. Wow. It, this is serious stuff. It is serious stuff. Uh, so you're a little OCD. You're a lot OCD. Yes. And I'm curious, this is his first year with NBC, if I can get a grade on Chris Sims' performance thus far. I think he's far. just done an OCD job. <laughs> no, he is. It's, it's good to be OCD in this business, don't you think? Uh, yes, certainly. I mean, it keeps me on my game. I'm, I'm, I like to be scheduled and know everything that I want to say and yep. study because then you can speak freely, right? That's exactly right. right. Yeah, so yeah. I try to do that. It goes back to my quarterback days, too. It helped there as well. See, it's <laughs> it, it, you take that same mindset. I can totally imagine that. I bet you study film before games. I Oh, you know I do. <laughs> he, yeah. he locks himself in a room for hours, and then he writes in perfect cursive. I oh, translate see, I, it. Can I see your perfect? Sure. Show me something in perfect cursive because... Uh. Holy smokes. Right? Like you can actually read this. There. So I have to translate it, and then I find the nuggets that I think would be interesting to people, and we put it out. But this is all he does. Yes. And so you talked about Belichick earlier. I think Belichick and Popovich, two most intimidating people. You have 20 seconds. you got to ask him a question. It's got to be good, <laughs> and it can't be, well, this worked. Will you continue? And this didn't work. Will you fix it? Yeah. 
How do you handle that moment, whether it's in the hallway or you're going face to face with someone like that? Can I tell you that Pop is one of my favorite people on planet Earth? I, I'm up there. I'm I, with you. I, I ran into man. him recently uh, in Denver. They were they were playing in Denver and we had a game in Denver. And I someone said, hey, Pop is just over in the restaurant. And I went over there. He's meeting with his staff. And I kind of waved at him and he stood up and it was like, run and embrace a long time. <laughs> and... It was really neat building a relationship with him sure. because you have to build relationships with these coaches. And it's not buddy-buddy. It's understand that I know what I'm doing. Mm. Trust me. I'm never going to misquote you. Yeah. I'm never going to betray your off-the-record you know, off stuff. And, and, and Pop and I built this great relationship. And some of the stuff he gave me at halftime is some of the best stuff I've ever reported in my yeah. career. Huh. So I love working with Pop. He's a lot more what open pe- than Belichick, right? He's definitely open. He'll, yeah. tell, you know, he'll say exactly what's on his mind. I remember covering a playoff game, and, and I said to him, what, what did you, you know, what was your message in there? And he... Oh my gosh! The message that he gave me—that he used to hold his team—it <laughs> was like, "Oh, get me on the air quick! This is awesome." That's awesome. So he's great. Um, now look, they—they they all, I think, are sort of like, "Do I really have to talk to this reporter right I'm now?" Sure. I'm in the middle of a especially game. Right. Belichick, who's all about efficiency and cutting out three minutes and a twenty seconds here. Oh, listen, they all—they—they they agree to do it. I appreciate that, but I understand the position they're in. Yeah. So I approach it really respectfully. I try to think of questions that are intelligent yeah that that are going to elicit an answer it's not always easy because some of them and what good does it do them to give me something that might be super super meaty right so you've got to kind of take it condense it go okay i know belichick i know what he means by this and put it into a context that that makes sense to the viewers man you're not going to get it every time from every coach but you try so we had on this show ryan holiday my favorite current author oh my gosh a friend of yours uh we still get people hitting us up going bring them back we are bringing them back soon good he has a book called daily stoic which i just found out michelle tafoya lives by i I looked up michelle tafoya's birthday and i'd like to read the passage from that day it is december 17th december 17th it is a quote from seneca and i would like you to take that knowledge and apply it to this game. Okay. Death lies heavy upon one who, known exceedingly well by all, dies unknown to himself. So That's way too deep for me. Tom Brady is is known by everybody, right? Right. But if he doesn't know himself Mm. and he dies, what's the point? That's right. You have to know yourself. It doesn't matter how famous you are. Yeah. It, you, your life and your death are meaningless unless you truly know yourself. Preach. And that's what I take away from that. And honestly, that book, all of Ryan Holiday's yeah, books have changed my life. I know. Uh, it sounds really creepy. No, I know. I've gotten the full update on oh, this. Oh, yes. let me tell you, stoicism <laughs> is the best philosophy you could live by. Do you think Belichick's a stoic? Yes, I do. Do you think Brady's a stoic? Uh, yes, I do. Any of the Eagles stick out as stoics? Stoic- he's a big Eagles fan, so okay. yeah. yes, he's from Philadelphia. But I'm being professional because Michelle's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so nice of you not to show your green. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm trying. I, let me think but about Belichick that. Belichick and Brady for sure. Yeah. But they, do you think they even know what stoicism is? Or yes, they just because not, they read that. They book. read it. Yes. They, You're right. They obstacle did. And the Seahawks is the way went through, and the Seahawks read it as well. Man. And that's how I first found out about Ryan Holiday. And then I here's how, then I started reading Obstacle is the Way, and I would tweet out quotes because yeah. they met. I was like. It stops Aha! you in your tracks. This is so simple. And if I just adapted this to my life, 
I would feel so much more calm. Yeah. And so I started tweeting them out, and all of a sudden I get a tweet back from Ryan Holiday. Thanks for tweeting out my stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote back. I said, if you're ever in Minneapolis, and he said, I'm there in two weeks. Wow. So I drove with my little girl, who was very little at the time, downtown, and we met in the lobby of a Hyatt or something down here. <laughs> And I met Ryan Holiday for the first time. This guy is so young. It's unreal. And he's so smart. And he didn't graduate college. And I that's so important mm, because yeah. he didn't. That's not where his knowledge or his wisdom right. comes from. It's really wisdom more than knowledge. It's like three books a week. Oh, my guy. God. I just. And so he's become a great friend. Yeah. And he's had a little baby. And it just. Uh, it's been awesome. You got to check it out. Obstacle is the way. Chris, I don't know if you know this. This is Mrs. Minnesota right here. Oh, she, I she know. She runs the state. I know. But I just read an article. Yeah. That says she never comes to the Mall of America. So welcome. It's super great to have you it's here. It's been a long time since I've been here. It's changed a lot. Since but you were like a teenager, like a, those days? Or? I didn't move here until I was in my, tw- my oh. third, late 20s. So. Okay, we we, we that. thought okay. that this is where everybody lives, that it's mandatory every day. You step to come foot in the Mall of America. America. No, you know what? I used to come here a lot, but uh, I have, <laughs> this is the first time, so it's nice to be back. Well, yeah. I, I got to ask her about Al Michaels just a little bit. I just, you know, because Al is such a cool guy. It's really my first year ever being around him. You know, what, when you have to explain him to people, or what's the first thing that pops to your head when you think about him? Uh, first of all, that he is funny as he all is get funny. out. Yes. That going out to dinner with Al is a treat unlike any other. Cause stories he will, for days. Oh my gosh, think about all he's done. It's endless. It's endless, the it number of endless. stories. And you could say, you know, I was at Mall of America the other day. Michelle, the last time I was at Mall of America <laughs> yeah, right. was the weekend when Tanya Harding did the triple axel at Target Center. And yep. I was covering it. And, he, and he's got a story for everything. Yeah. And he's funny. And you know what? He is the sweetest man like he has taken me in like a daughter like mm. a young like you know and, and his wife and it's just it's sometimes you pinch yourself but then I realize this is my friend yeah this is my friend his kids his wife his grandchildren I know and uh, but it's the best and yeah. and, and you uh, when I'm on the field I hear them yeah and I'm laughing sometimes oh, or I'm they're like great. they're phenomenal and or I'm laughing or I'm or Al says something I go how did that even get yeah. in his yeah, brain? Right, That's right. brilliant. He's a genius, and, he, and without being uh, super intellectual genius, it's like a, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain. It's an affable sort of common Co- genius. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like deep thoughts by Jack Handy. That's he's awesome. like got these random deep thoughts. And he's ne- But the thing about him is they come to him at a moment's notice. He's a genius. Like when he said, do you believe in miracles? Uh, Never thought of that. Kn- that's amazing. I know. I know. He told me he didn't think of it. I was like, what? Uh, he, but that's how he is all the yeah. time. In a game, a play can happen. Remember the old, the, one of my favorites says, he did, he did what? what? <laughs> I mean, Oh, that's, the Odell Beckham No, catch. that was no, the was Green Bay. Green Bay. The, the overtime, the ball fell on his leg yeah. and he picked it up yeah. and went for a touchdown. There you go. He did what? And But it's what we are all thinking in our minds. Exactly. Yeah. And he says it, and you're like, yeah. Yes. It's it's a brilliance that's hard to describe. You are here because of Secret. Yeah. Here's how this works on the Sims and Lefko podcast. <laughs> we are going to be judging, like the dunk contest, one through ten, not your message, but your delivery. And I have very high hopes. So we're not going to help you. Okay. Give your thing, and we're going to go one through ten. Michelle Tafoya for Secret. Secret deodorant has been part of my life since I was a little girl, and I saw my mom using Secret. Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. Remember that? Well, ever since then, Secret has been championing women in all industries. And this year with the Super Bowl, 
they decided to say, game on. Let's look at four women who were involved in the NFL in ways that you might not know. So not just me in, in front of the camera, but other people behind the scenes in the league office at the New York Jets and how we managed to overcome barriers that used to be there and break them down. Now, I don't necessarily think of myself as a pioneer, but I was so honored to be part of this series, honored that Chris Collinsworth took part in it. And we just talked about what it's like to be a woman in this field. However, I will end with this. Do not think of yourself as a woman in a man's field. Think of yourself as a professional in an industry, in whatever profession you choose. Go out there, prepare your, okay, here's the cuss word, prepare your ass off. Yeah. Work your ass off and never stop. I haven't stopped since I began 20 plus years ago. And that's how you become a barrier breaker. It doesn't have to do with your gender, your skin color, where you're from. It has to do with what's in here, the meat of it, the grit, and the willingness to work. What? Oh that was God. domination. <laughs> don't I don't ten. give. Don't I don't give tens out. It's but I'm upside go, down. Oh, does it see? still count? There it that is. That was like got, an 01. I played football. <laughs> That was uh, that I wanna, was I want to run through a wall. That was life. <laughs> want to run through a wall? No, run through a wall. Oh, run through a wall! I thought he said I want to throw up, but he no. said I want to run through a wall. Wow. Good. That was awesome. No, it was the best one we've had yet, and I didn't really yes. want to give you a ten. Trust me. <laughs> what? I'm like, I want to no, be the Russian judge. Player. I want to yeah. give everybody eights and nines. <laughs> Michelle Tafoya, absolute legend. Enjoy her during the game. It is going to be Sunday NBC. Sims will be on. Not that interesting. Michelle Tafoya will be there with the great stuff as always. This You're is the, the most fun I've had all week. Good. Yes. Good. To hear that, we'll take the 10 too. Michelle Tafoya, friend of the podcast, baller. Uh, baller. And it's it's kind of proven true. You said, man, NBC, they like to get meetings for the meetings, and your phone has been blowing up for NBC being like, Chris, can you practice taking a piss before the game? So <laughs> We'd like to rehearse the rehearsal before you go on Sunday. I like that. I know. Well, of I course you do. But when you're busy as hell, and it's you're a week not like doing this shit. Week, you're about to go home. <laughs> you know, it's not even two o'clock, and you're done for the day. Damn, calling you wow. out. What yeah, a what dick. an asshole. I've only been here since 530. Uh, That's w- fine. Before we get to Tony Baselli, I have one little nugget. Chris just stared me down, by the way. Did he really? That's yeah. awesome. I think I got him. Headlock coming for him. So State of the Union was last night. Right. And the first thing I thought was, is Malcolm Jenkins going to definitely kneel now that Trump, during the State of the Union, said, you stand for the anthem? I mean, this is a Philadelphia Eagles team that's done this stuff all year. That was my first thought. That shows you where my brain is when I hear State of the Union. Yeah, whatever. I have nothing no to, one to talk about. I, it. Whatever no, comes talk. out of that guy's mouth is nonsense. I'm sorry, everybody out there. He's disrespectful way more than any of the African-American players are in the NFL to the United States on a daily basis. So deal with that. I don't yeah. understand what you – I mean, he's, he's literally crapping on the FBI now. I mean, it just it never ends. He's the it most doesn't. disrespectful human I know. So you say he's nonsense. Right. Tony Maselli – thought that your quarterback rankings were nonsense. <laughs> and we saw them. I said, Josh, he said, should I get him? I said, yes, go get him. Locked him in. Here is Sims and Tony Baselli going head-to-head about Blake Bortles. Enjoy. You know, this wasn't planned, but the best things in life are never planned. What we have between us is the biggest man that I've seen in a long time, and a man that you were right would crush us like a bug. We had a, we had a, we had a conversation on the podcast. Tony how many me's would it take to take you down? How many Chris <laughs> well, would it take? You know, we said as three. mad as I was that day, it would have taken quite a few. 
I calmed down uh, since then. Uh, you have. Someone will be back. Tony oh. Baselli, defender of the Jacksonville realm and honorary security guard of Blake Boyles. Yes. Uh, is there anything you'd like to start off with, Chris, and say now that we're a few weeks into this? Well, he, he's said it already. I mean, he said the coolest thing I ever did was bleed out on a field. I mean, he said that on a national radio show. It was show. pretty good. It was pretty good. Oh, and that, your dad's Phil Sims. No, thanks. thanks that. That. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, when you heard Sims say it the first time, what was your thought, Sim uh, well, Bortles 70th? So uh, he said on the uh, Levitard show, yeah. the Stu- which is my favorite show. I love the show. It's an amazing show. I've ruined show. it for you now? No, I still listen. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm listening. And he, uh, he said the 70, he was the 70th best quarterback. And I actually didn't even, I was like, whatever. He just And then he started going through guys that were ahead of him. Yeah. And when he got to uh, Chad Henney, uh, who's the backup, I was like, this is ridiculous. You couldn't take it anymore? I couldn't take it. So I texted through God. I said, I said, Chris Sims is an idiot. And uh, he goes, will you come on the air and say that? I said, hell yeah, I'll come on in there and say it. So if they set it up. My frustration is is Blake Bortles is much better than anyone gives him credit for. Mm. Listen, it's not pretty, and some of the mechanics are not great. Right. And so I'll give give all the mechanic talk to Chris. He knows it better, and I'm not going to argue with him because his footwork is atrocious at times. The ball's all over the place. Right. But playing quarterback is more than just throwing a pretty ball. I know that. Because some of the prettiest throwers of the football couldn't play dead in the pocket. No doubt about it. And... The kid in the is he has these intangibles that he wins football games. He finds ways. I mean, the Buffalo game, he was awful. Now, was, part of it, part of it, what no one knows was it wasn't just because it wasn't his fault. They played way too conservative. They basically sure. went out there and said, "We're not even going to try to throw the ball unless we have to, because we don't think Buffalo can score against uh, us. I, I know and we don't want right. to screw it up." And You're so right. I think the coaches put him in bad situations sometimes, right? Because when they throw it early, they open up. He's not bad. Yes, and he but he ran the ball. He yeah. fights, and as an offensive lineman, he's a guy you'd love to have there because he's so tough. He never blames anybody. He takes it on his shoulder. So I, I, I just think he's better. He's better than like I would say right now. I bet you he's in the 20th range of NFL starting quarterbacks based on who he playing the quarterback position. He might be 70th is throwing a pretty spiral. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. But that's not playing quarterback. Right, I know. I disagree with you, but whatever. And Chris, don't punch you me. But how can no, you it's say, okay. this is idiotic for you to say right. that Chad Henney is a better. And here's where I got, yeah. I was like, I know you now did. you're being stupid. Yeah. Because... You said, well, that's because Dave Caldwell. Well, that's ridiculous. Tom Coughlin's well, in charge. Tom he has did. zero okay. loyalty to Blake Bortles. Zero. I, I get that. I'm still saying in my book, with the, if you had Chad Henning in there, they would call and do different plays offensively uh, and run the game different because they are protecting Blake Bortles hey, well, in a lot of hey, ways. You're going to force me to do something I, I don't want to do because I like Chad. Yeah. And so I'm not, I don't want to Wait, wait. Here. Can we just before? Don't even go there. Don't even go there. I don't want to. Yeah, don't like go Chad. there. Yeah. Don't go there. Yeah, we don't need to Because talk you are, you're a stand-up guy. Let me be the dumb asshole here, okay? Okay. <laughs> But this, you're doing a hell of a job, by the way. You, thank you. But the, I do right, want Chris, you, to, you have the floor. I want him to do this for me. I'm not going to sit here and argue. I'm, I'm talking about this all the time. I and you did. know I felt bad about this. Yes. I went to it's a period where I was about to go, like, I'm going to cancel this Levitard thing because I don't like doing this. I know Bortles is a good dude. It's not personal. So when you talk to him next time, just be like, hey, you know that douchebag Chris Sims? 
He said it's not personal. Give him something. Or just, you know, you could say I punched him, whatever it may be. Because <laughs> Sims's thing is but I, he I, locks I, himself in a room for hours oh, he and just watches. And I so his, and, and, But that's the thing is I think a lot of people think he doesn't like Bortles. Has nothing to do with that. And I actually love Jacksonville. I actually root for them. I have a man crush on more guys on your team. But with, wait, this is yeah, where I want to go. what he said, where would you go? Well, well I don't even want to go okay, there. Okay, I'm okay. sick of talking no, but, about it. Oh, but here's the thing. But this is the funniest part of the whole okay, thing to yeah, me. Go ahead. Is the the best part is about five days before you called in to the Levitard show, we went like a 20-minute segment on the podcast yes. talking about Hall of Fame candidates. And my dad and him, we were all we all we did was talk about how awesome you were. Phil Sims said Tony Baselli was the one of the best tackles right. I've ever seen in my life. Right. And then so the fact that five days later you're like, Chris Sims a piece of <laughs> shit. So then I had a, I told dad live on the podcast the next time around, and he was like, at first when I told him I was like, you know, Tony Baselli told me dad that the coolest thing I ever did was lead out on the field, and he was like, what, what, I think his dad sense Kenzie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what, what, so what do you mean? What did he say to you? <laughs> He's like, I'll help you. Chris. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, the best was I talked to him about uh, a week afterwards. Yeah. Because we, I talked to Phil about if we're going to cover the same game. Sure. He'll, he'll give right. me some information. I'll give him stuff. We were talking about the Jags. And he's like, what did my son say? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I told him. He's like, he just he started uh, yeah. shaking Let, let me ask you this. So yeah. Blake Bortles, now the, the story yeah. comes out that they're going to keep him next year. He also gets some surgery done. I was on his wrist. wrist. Yeah. Did uh, the story come this morning that they're going to keep him? And so uh, last night, Ian Rappaport was reporting that yeah. it sounds like they're going to keep him. Now, Kirk Cousins is out there. And so I'm just saying. Well, I get it. I'll say this. In... One, I'm not sure if he's going to pass a physical, so it might be a moot point. I mean, because his, his he can get the guarantee. Right, yeah, exactly. That's right. why it was crazy that right. Jacksonville gave him the fifth year, because if he gets hurt, it's guaranteed right. 19. So um, I still, even if he's not, I thought it was a coin flip whether they mm. brought him back or not. Yeah. I'd probably bring him back and go draft a guy early in the okay. first round. Right. That's probably what I would do. Right. Because here's the thing. Everyone's enamored with. Time out. You're going to say he's a top 20 quarterback, but you're ready to move on from him this year? Well, I would. if I was a GM, I'd draft quarterbacks more often than they do. Just like what, like the Patriots do Just one a, a year. Or like John Gruden used yeah, to. Like keep it's, guys because it's such an important it's a, position. It's so important. Right. And it's such a hard position to find a guy who can do it at right. a high level. Um, but So Kirk Cousins. I'm not sure I'm ready to pay him. Yeah, I know. 27, 28. I get yeah. you. 70, 80 million dollars guaranteed. Because everyone's like, well, he's so much better than Blake Bortles. Well, okay. I, here's the thing, though. Are you going to ready to cut three of your defensive players that made you the best defensive player? Right. And tell me the last time. And I hate doing this to the guys, yeah. but tell me the last time Kirk Cousins won a big game. I hear you. I know. I mean, can somebody don't and don't the I elite would say ones? in Seattle would be the last game where he kind of beat them by himself at the end. But in terms of like with a playoff big game games, on the line, I understand I that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with, I'm not, with you. Now, and so my thing is, I'm not sure I'm willing to risk 80 million guaranteed, right? Because I don't know, right? He might be. Now he might be right. just getting the right situation, and he might be the guy that takes you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm just not sure about that. Wait, real, real quick before we, we, I know he's got a, you got a product to sell, right? Too. No, I got nothing. Oh, to sell, this no. is you're just coming by. Yeah, well, I'm doing Westwood one, so I probably should talk about Westwood one. We're Gosh, doing, damn, doing the you're, game on your uh, big, he's fucking huge. On talk, and and he's your hands a, aren't as big as I would think, as for a big guy. No, I, I've never had. No, the hands are just they're thicker than long. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You're a fucking giant, man. 
man. Oh, wait, but this is what I want to say. Talk about some of the other guys in your team because I love watching you guys play Jacksonville. You got more freaks of nature on the field than any oh. other team. Like, who's the guy when yeah, you, you look at it, it just where you go, oh, my gosh, the size, the speed, whatever it may be. So, I mean, there's a couple guys. Well, Clay's Campbell is like the largest what? human being ever. What? Isn't it unreal? So I always think about, like, when I'm doing any game, I go, well, how would I block that guy? You know? Because <laughs> you know, I always, yeah. I, I actually measure guys up. I'm like, all right, I do this. And, yeah, yeah. So I, think about, same, yeah. I think about Clay, so I'm like, damn, I'd have to jump set him. Because if he gets going, <laughs> You're it's over. Yeah, I don't care gets... how big you are. He's just going to run you over. Right. And so he's fun to watch. I love watching him. And Gakwe's a guy that, I, that no one knows about very no, much. He's a young Mr. player. Mr. Force Fumble. Yeah, man. I mean, he's all over the place. But the, the freak of nature is Jalen Ramsey. Oh, I know. I know. He's a And he is so damn Sims cocky. Sims calls him the yeah. best corner in the game. He is man. the best corner. He yeah. is so cocky. Yeah. Like, he wants. It's Deion Sanders, Florida State yeah. primetime. He wants to play Antonio Brown yeah. every snap, right. man coverage. Right. And he might get beat, and he does not care. Right. He, AJ, I mean, the A.J. Green thing was one of my favorite moments oh, of the year. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. I mean, he completely took A.J. Mentally all, just done. crushed him. See ya. Yes. And Jalen should not have been thrown out of the football game. No. He did nothing. No. Right. But yes. it's Jacksonville. It's what happened. This yeah. was unplanned, but th- certain things have a schedule, and I really hope for you. Saturday night, yeah. Saturday day, you get the call, Hall of Fame. We believe you're a Hall of Famer. Thank you, you play like a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you two have mended the fence. Well, you know what? The fact we can go to dinner. We can get some candles out. This shit's going we, go, we, we got invited to a party, so we can go hang out at the party. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I knew that his dad, Phil, because Phil's told me that he's always been a big advocate, yeah. and, and he covered me. He was an announcer when I was playing. Right. The fact that Chris jumped on the bandwagon, I will now forgive him, and I'll go say something nice to Blake, to Blake for you. Where three right. best friends that anybody can have? Guys, Tony Basali, we finally got it yes. together. You feel like you guys are now best friends. I, I, good job, Chris. I feel good about it. I do. At least he knows where I'm coming from. I think at least he knows it's not like anything personal, I hope. Uh, and, you know, after it did happen, he did text me. I think we were on the podcast yeah, we on and he texted me. So, no, it was cool to do. He's a really good dude. And I kind of caught him. Oh, he's a top 20 quarterback, but if they cut him, and I was like, what? Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's top 20, but they might cut him. I can understand that if they cut him. Right? <laughs> top 20 quarterbacks get cut all the time. All the <laughs> time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one other nugget that I thought about for the Super Bowl as we are closing in on the big game. Did you hear who is speaking to the Eagles before the game Saturday night? Oh, wait, I did hear this. Oh, Brett Favre. I am obsessed. Here is why. Right. One, Brett Favre, of course, with Doug Peterson, was the last quarterback and the only quarterback to beat the Patriots while they were in their white jerseys. 1995 beat Terry Glenn. But the main reason, friends with Doug Peterson. 96, excuse me. We always fuck that up. 97 Super Bowl. Sorry. God damn it. Anyway. Brett Favre is the personality that you need to have to beat the Patriots. Just an absolute swashbuckler, doesn't care. He's, like, not even smart enough to realize the Patriots are special. So he goes in front of the team and goes, who cares? Right. Fuck that. Right. Go out there and give them everything you got. I think it's really going to help the team. I, I, I'd agree. Listen, guys like that, when they walk in front of a bunch of football yes. players, they, they look up to Brett Favre. Everybody knows who Brett Favre is. So. It will give them juice, and I'm sure he's going to say a few things that will ease their mind going You're into this. You're better than those motherfuckers. Well, I, and it's, just, ah. it's the Saturday before the Super Bowl. I can't even imagine the knots you have in your stomach and oh. the things you're thinking about. I mean, you probably can't sleep that night. I mean, it's just a 
for a football player, this is all you dream about. Oh, my gosh, can I play in the Super Bowl? It's all I ever wanted to do yep. in my life. And that didn't happen, but it's cool to watch other people live it. The good news is you can just come and unwind at the Mall of America. Yeah, just walk around. I know. Talk, do some shopping. 95 interviews, talk to you, and (laughs) have you follow me around. Hey, Chris, we need you over here. Hey, Chris, we need you over here. Uh, You talked about players looking up to Favre. Uh, We had a chance to talk to three players that would definitely look up to Favre, and I feel like we're going to be looking up to them. We were awesome. We were honored to be talking to Deshaun Watson. Uh, we believe the next great oh, quarterback Deshaun in the Watson, Watson. You've got a song like Aaron Rodgers. And for, yeah, for true Sims of Lufko fans, we are now saying Deshaun Watson. <laughs> uh, we also, Alvin Kamara, yeah. I think might be the coolest player that I've met in a really long I time. Think he was really awesome. Super excited for you guys to hear that. And then Melvin Gordon, he gave Bleacher Report shit. He reviewed the Migos album, and Sims said he didn't have enough legs and ass. So here are these three <laughs> young studs back to back to back. Chris, it's Deshaun Watson. Uh, so I started a new thing. I didn't know if you wanted to talk because you know how with Aaron Rodgers, everybody goes, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I've started it with Deshaun. <laughs> when did you do this? Uh, earlier without talk? you. Sorry, work wife. Damn. Uh, but yeah, I did. So Deshaun now. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I went you back. are the next great one. <laughs> I forgot. I interviewed Deshaun the week of the draft, yes. and we played Madden, right. and you won on some bullshit glitch. Uh, and, <laughs> and in it, I said, I hope you go three, I hope you go six, and I genuinely believe you're going to be the best quarterback in the draft. And thank you for making me right, Deshaun. No that was very of kind of you. Of course. Um, dude, you were unbelievable. Thank you. When you got to play this year, me and Sims were just marveling. Like, we were proud of you, but at the same point, you made the NFL your playground a little bit. Was it, was it fun? It was a lot of fun, and that's what that's what I treated each and every week. It was uh, go out there and just have fun. Just cut it loose. Don't worry about making mistakes. Don't worry about all the hype, all the cameras. Just go out there and, and treat it like it's, I mean, it's just football. So when you have people like Richard Sherman going, oh, shit, he's next, or all the guys around the league being like, this is the next great quarterback, what is that like to hear from your competitors? It's a, it's a dope feeling. Um, it's a feeling that, that you can't really describe. Yeah. And, uh, having you know future Hall of Famers and the best in the league kind of talk about you like that is it's, a, it's on another level, especially being at the age that I am and being my first year. So oh. I really appreciate it and uh, going to make it motivation to keep doing what I'm doing. Dabo Sweeney said if they pass you up, it's like passing up on Michael Jordan. And we called him crazy. And when he said that I did, I said, damn, he's stupid. I don't know what he's talking about, okay? So, but I think the fascinating thing for me is like, and I know we talked about it a little earlier, it's like the NFL raised your level of play and you did things in the first few weeks of the NFL season that I didn't even see you do in college. So I guess what I'm saying is, you have untapped potential still going still, forward. Right, I, right. I guess I'm just an amazement, and I want you to wax poetically about yourself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's going to be hard to do. But at the same time, uh, you know, like like you said, the, the level of competition at this level, you have to bring it each and every week. You have to be prepared. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that I wasn't prepared at the at the college level, but it was sometimes where you, you could know, manage we were, the game because you were better. Exactly. And you, you just weren't going to so, take a uh, chance. We were, we were up ahead of time, so we wasn't going to take any chances of, you know, me running the ball or me making this throw. So, uh, but at this level, I mean, every play counts, and you have to be able to, you know, go out there and perform on each play because, you know, you might perform one play, then the next play you might get exposed. This, this is great because I forgot during the year you said he's throwing the ball harder than he did at Clemson, yeah. and you said, you know, sometimes 
times when you get out there and you see the other quarterbacks throwing it, you go, oh, shit, I really need to wing it. Was there, like, are you throwing it harder now than Clemson? Uh, I am. I'm doing why, it why do you harder. think that is? Um, honestly, I think because of the, the workouts I've done pre-draft, uh, we focus on getting my arms stronger, getting my, my torque and my, my core a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. So that helps a lot. And then also just making sure, like you said, the competition. So, uh, you know, seeing the other greats throw it, you know, watching Tom Brady in, in preseason. Even your teammate yeah. Tom Savage can right. rip it. He can rip it. So you go yeah. to practice and all of a sudden are you like, I need to really I gotta, rip it? I got to up this a little bit. Uh, I'm a, not, not the main focus, but at the same time, there's some throws where it's like, okay, that was pretty, so I need, yeah. To, yeah. I need to really rip it. But actually, the biggest thing was watching Tom Brady in uh, preseason when they came to Greenbrier for three days. Right. Watching him, you know, just lead up in each practice, each throw was just money. It was uh, it was beautiful. Was it what you expected with Tom Brady? It was or? more than what I expected. So, like, what did you expect and what was it actually? I mean, what I expected was, you know, making great throws, but at the same time having some bad throws here and there. But out of those three days, those three days, he probably had maybe two or three bad throws. And he was just business was the whole time. Business, oh, money. he is always business. Is that receivers. intimidating? Is it exciting? It's very exciting uh, because, you know, Coach O'Brien, he, he explained that to me before we even seen it. And he told me, you know, I want you to watch Tom closely, you know. And so he asked Bill if we can watch behind yeah. you know, Tom. And, and I sat there, mouth quiet, just watching him. And it really motivated me to That's awesome. get on my page. What, what about, I mean, okay, so Dabo Sweeney, I don't know how he's like on the practice field, but I know how Bill O'Brien is. I mean, was that a bit of a culture shock at first to get with Bill O'Brien? Because he'll swear he's <laughs> like really honest. If you play like crap, he's going to tell you to play a crap. Like, I respect it right, m- right. much. And you've been very supportive of him. But what was it like, like getting adjusted to that style? I think that's the biggest thing is uh, just the, the, the approach. Um, you know, Sweeney's going to rip you too. He's going to make sure that you're on page. He's same thing Coach O'Brien is, but uh, I think the swearing part was kind of the biggest difference. But <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't mind that, you know, coming from where I come from. I was used to it. So, But he was uh, like, uh, what the fuck, Deshaun? What are you doing right here? <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of that, a lot of that. But, uh, you know, it motivated me, and, and it really didn't bother me because I know I wasn't uh, – I didn't take it personally. Yeah, it was for yeah. good intentions. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Would you be more confident throwing a ball into the Grand Canyon – or throwing it to DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I'm going to D-Hop. Right? Hop. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a huge, you're not going to miss. Regardless. Where does that, what is it like? I mean, Did it's, you, it's I easy. Was, <laughs> I was going to say, when did when you, you realize? When you played the Bengals, that's when I was like, can somebody double DeAndre Hopkins? Because yes. Deshaun's going to drop back and throw to him every play. Pretty much. I mean, we, didn't, we had no tight ends. Right. Two running backs. Your first uh, game. Two receivers. My first game. We right. didn't practice all week. We just had walkthroughs because we just it was played a Thursday Sunday, night game, right? And it was just and we had to travel, so it was just like I mean, pretty much. Hey, let's go to D Hop, and everyone on the defense knew who was going to. It's I have to do left co locks like for picking games, right. and that Thursday night I was like, it's a left co lock. You're going Bengals. You got a rookie quarterback. Everybody's hurt, and you go in there and you have a 50 yard touchdown run and make <laughs> me look like an asshole. It was incredible. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, it was, was for your motivation. Plays, I did yeah. that for you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he's such a caring guy. He really is. <laughs> so what What now? What is an offseason like? Who did you talk to? What do you want to do this offseason? Well, he's repairing um, his freaking knee. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is preparing yeah, well, my I, knee. I get that. Uh, but at the same time, I uh, watch a lot of film, um, study myself, uh, what I can do better and really improve on, and then also just study the, the other players, study some of the other guys. And there's three guys that I want to study is Russell Wilson, Alice Smith, 
Aaron Rodgers, and oh, then Tom, Aaron of course, Tom Brady. So really four guys. So three know. guys that have good mobile games. Correct. And then Tom Brady exactly, right now the greatest. Everyone's going to study Tom Brady yeah. and see what he's doing. How do you, so we just saw this with Carson Wentz. We've seen this with Andrew Luck. You're, we saw with RG3. We're going to hear with you too. Have they already started saying run, but also be careful? And I'm sure you hear that all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, I hear it all the time. I, I mean, even when I was healthy, you know, they'll say, hey, watch, you know, don't take any unnecessary hits, slide, get out of bounds. But that's what makes you so uh, special, you know? Exactly. And, I mean, if you watch the games, then I'll, I've watched every game that I played in. And I, you know, took a, I took a uh, slip before I even take a hit. So, um, you know, the less hits that you take, the longer your, yes. your career is. Don't, we want to watch you for a long right. time. A long time. Like, we were, I was, like, heartbroken when you got hurt. I was like, damn, this oh, yeah. is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, Deshaun Watson, yep. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, J.J. Watt. Yeah, our, head, our pet heads are falling off. Um, the other thing, too, Gun F. Wright, 72 Pearl Smash Wheel. You got that down yet? Gun F. Wright, 72. Pearl Smash Wheel. Pearl Smash. It's Pearl Smash Wheel. Yeah. I was thinking of an S. Yeah. I got a little experience yeah. in that New England system, too. Yeah. Oh, so that's a New England play. That's a New England play. It's yeah. a staple for their red zone. 72. 72. Protection. Exactly right. Yeah. Five-man protection. Get the back out. He's going to run a wheel route, right? Yeah. If he has an open look down the middle to Gronk, yes. Pearl stands, stands for a post and a curl. They combine words in New England, which gotcha. is fascinating. So that's an option route for Gronk? No, he's got a, He's going to go right down the middle, like okay. a post route right down the middle, split the safeties. There's two of them. He's going to read it one to curl, to wheel, to the smash guy coming underneath. But, no, I just want to go, like, was that? No, fuck that. He's quizzing you. I want you to give him a Patriots play or a Texans play, and I want him to recite it. Was it culture shock, though, learning the offense before Uh, you give me the play? Yes, it was very, very That's a tough system. It was just, I mean, all types of stuff. and and, uh, Code words. Code words. Yeah. how long it was, but at the same time, we kind of shorten it. So uh, it just depends on every week and who we're playing. We kind of switch it up. Yeah, right. All right, now give give Sims one of your more complicated plays. I want to uh, hear him recite it. Zero flood, flank, fake fake rod, 34 flash, zero verse right, alert, 34 flash. Dude, what the fuck? I mean, come on. <laughs> they don't make me run those type of plays. I was like. That's a basic play. Anyway. I know. Oh, it's okay. a basic play. What's, yeah. What is the play? It, it's a reverse. Yeah, it was. <laughs> wait, say it again. Zero <laughs> flood slot? What did you say? Uh, zero flood slot. Zero flood, flank, fip. Zero flood, flank, fip. Fake ride, 34. Z reverse left. Can it with, what'd you say? 34. Z reverse left, alert. 34 flash. 34 flash. So if you got the safety down weak side, you're going to go alert and run 34 flash to the front side. But if the safety's not down backside, you're going to let the reverse go on. Yeah, yeah I got you. Put up, quarterback. I heard flash and flip, and I think I heard a fup. I don't know what a fup is. A fip. A fip and a fup. A fip, yeah. Uh, I just want to say uh, you are the future. You are awesome. Thank and you're a great guy to go along with a great talent. Appreciate Sims and Lefko, the Players Podcast. We are team oh, yeah. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. oh, he's only here Shit. for Old Spice. All right, so you are going to pitch us on Old Spice. Right. We are not going to help you, and then we are going to grade you on your pitching skills from 1 to 10. Don't right, make cool. me throw so out that, that number four, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you need to get the Old Spice because they're bringing out a new collection called New Captain with the Reds Collection. It has the premier scent. And you don't have to get the pricey bottles and the pricey tags. You can just get it from Old Spice and get a lot of it. 
Mm. Tight, concise. Tight, concise. Could have used a little more energy, I thought. I agree. And he could have included <laughs> us in the cell. So I'm only giving it an eight. I'm going eight. Okay. I'm turned into you. I'm going six. You're going six. six yeah. I, I, I think you did it. You had a shirt. You had a shirt pop. He which smells I really good like. though. He does smell good. He's wearing the product. I'm going to go to a seven because he's wearing the product. I'm not. I'm stuck at eight. I'm All not right, giving any more. Deshaun Watson, future of the NFL. Sims and Lefko holding it down. Before the draft, he came out and said, Lefko, Kamara, Tennessee, this guy is a blue chipper. We've been on you before the draft. So when everyone was sleeping. Yeah, y'all was awake. I had you in fantasy. My man Gabe calls you Camizzle Sauce. Camizzle Sauce. That's the nickname. Make sure you're talking to the mic. Just the say the thing that I, I love about you is I read these articles and I see you say, I got a 24 on the Wonderlick. Yeah. I'm Alvin Kamara and I play football. Yeah. What has it been like being seen as a football player but a man that clearly knows who they are? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's cool. You know, I think, like, I think that was one of the things, like, throughout the combine that kind of kept teams away from me. It was like, okay, well, he, he – he plays football, but, you know, he doesn't really need – it looks like he doesn't really need football. A lot of people told How me, dare you yeah, have a life? How yeah, dare you? Exactly. It's, fu- it's fucked up. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, so you want me to just depend on this, you know what I'm saying? Which, I mean, okay, this is my job, but it's like, I mean, I can't have anything outside of it yes. going on. So, I mean, Not to bring funny. up Jay-Z and 444, yeah. but you are represented by a company. I think it's – is it run by your uncle or family yeah, members? Yeah, my uncle, and yeah. you are rep- – and it's all tight. Yeah, Got to exactly. keep the family it's tight. Just fa- it's just family. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's really important for me. Like, I don't really like a lot of outside yeah. shit, you know, just – coming in and corrupting what I got going on so all people I've known for my whole life all people that you know know me I can go to sleep turn around close my eyes and, and wake up and know everything's good so my man Sims doesn't have an Instagram yeah. he's not on social media yeah. he definitely doesn't know who the Migos are for sure Good friends. Yeah. His uncle is like represents them pretty much. Wait, yeah. but I mean, I know, I know, I know Migos songs. I just don't know which ones they are. Splash, <laughs> drip drop. I'm still not going to know the names. No, of them. but yeah. I mean, but I'm going to say got, this. Yeah, I have a nickname for right. Kamara and Ingram. Right. I know you guys are going with Boom and Zoom. Nah, we, see, we like Fuck that. that. We don't love it. We don't love it. Do they you have one stuff. in your head that you nah, like? I, don't got one. I have one for What's you. Up? And if you like it, do you promise to use yes, it? Yes. Come on. Okay. I got to consult with Mark though. Culture Two is out. Yep. Walk it and talk it. That's hard. Walk it like you talk. Come on. <laughs> hey, that's hard right there. That's, that's hard. what I'm I got to consult with Mark, though. Okay, you could be walk it, or, you know, he's walk it. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're walk it, he's talk. All right, man. Yeah. All man, right, and if you take it, Sims and Lefko, copyright. Yeah, just give us, yeah, I got you, I got you. I got to give, I gotta give credit. Uh, the other thing, I, I, this is where I'm fascinated. Mr. Georgia, yeah. go to Alabama, leave Alabama, go to junior Tenet. college, right. then that's go to Tennessee. Yeah. I, I don't know what they were smoking down there. They don't give you enough carries. Yeah, some other shit. So, yeah, some other shit, right. <laughs> uh, just talk about that journey and there's how gratifying it is now that you're going to be the rookie of the year and Hopefully. you're going to go, hey, Nick Saban and Tennessee, what the hell are you thinking? Just talk about that uh, whole thing. So, really, leaving Alabama was really my choice. You know, of course, like Coach Saban, you know, they, they wanted me to stay, but, I mean, it was just something I felt like I had to do, so leave there was it player wise you just felt you weren't gonna get enough carries or you just did not like the culture that much uh it was just you know i I came in got hurt early and just i just didn't feel i just didn't feel you didn't feel it yeah i didn't feel it so you know made the decision to leave went to juco for a year just to kind of you know sit back and and 
you know, get to know myself a little bit more yeah, and, and right. realize and just mature some, right. you know, because I, I made a lot of immature mistakes at Bama, didn't deal with some things right, didn't deal with the injury right. So I was like, man, let me go to Juco, sit down for a year and, and just and just grow as a person. Did that, went to Tennessee, and we all know what happened in Tennessee. But what, what, what was the deal there? Why would you get, yeah. like, you know, five carries and they were the best carries of the game and then you wouldn't get a carry for two and a half man, quarters? I don't know, but it was it was like every week I was going in like, all right, I might get two carries, I might get ten, I might get five. T-. So I was like, everything I do has to be 100%. Like, I got to make something happen. I got to I gotta make the most out of these touches. Here's I don't know why it's great. Obstacle is the way. Now you're fresh. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, got 300 sure. carries That's like right. some of these for other sure. dudes coming yeah, out of college. Sure. Right. Uh, he grew up loving airheads, and he's got to deal with airheads. I saw that. You're very jealous. I do. I love a red airhead. Come on. I was going to say you want Especially when I got Oreo. the munchies, yummy. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> I was going to say you always wanted an Oreo deal. Well, I did. I always wanted an you Oreo You know Oreos deal. are vegan? I did. Yeah. Yes. What? Yes. It's cream and Oreos and Junior it's vegan, Mints. Bro. It's still, they're are vegan. Are you vegan? No, I'm not vegan. I just found that out. So I was like, man, look. I might get you know, Oreos. I eat Oreos a lot. Yeah. yeah, and my my uh, one of my friends gets on me. They're like, man, you just eat all them damn Oreos. I'm like, they're vegan, bro. They're good. You, know <laughs> you just call it vegan. Yeah, it's That's vegan. Awesome. Uh, come on. That's uh, awesome. I think the other thing that I read is you said I could chop it up. I could do fashion. I could yeah. do history. Yeah. We talking French Revolutionary War? What kind of history yeah. interests Look, you? What you what you got? What you got for me? I'm more curious. What are you reading? Uh, reading right now. I'm not reading anything right now. Okay. I've been on the go. I've been on the move. But but a history. What what era and time of man interests I, I'm you? Like, I'm more into, I'm more into like. African studies. Like, sure. You know what I'm saying my mom is African. My mom's sure. from Liberia. So, like African studies, things like that, you know? Right. Understanding your roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you see why franchises look at him and go, man, he's too smart? He's got a nose ring and these crazy <laughs> hair. I don't know what to do with him. And he actually thinks for himself. So, he might actually ask a question I don't Isn't know how to great, answer. Isn't it great that he went to New Orleans with uh, Sean Sean's Payne a guy, and that culture? Come on. Sean's. That's why I, I he, ended up in the perfect spot. You know what I'm saying? It has no questions. So yeah, like, look, you can play. Run these routes, bro. Right. <laughs> get on this board. And, all right, cool. You, you can run 382, yeah. watch Dick Lucky, and yeah. you're in there all day long. Yeah, you know, I. I played for Gruden, so yeah. I got that same offense. I got you. Yeah. What can we? What's in store for you as we get excited Man. for your career? What are we looking forward to? Man, growth, just growth. You know, I'm just trying to keep keep climbing. You know, I had a good year this year, feel good. You know, and I I feel like you know the sky's the limit, especially just being in the situation that I'm in with Drew and with, with Sean and with just just being in New Orleans, the organization I'm in. I mean, it's you know it's a, it's a it's one of those places where like. You can grow as much as you want to. Yeah. Right? So. That's what, uh, what do you, what do you hear pitching us today? Pitching? Yeah. You got like say you doing like advertising. You got a brand. Or are you just here? Oh, you're yeah. doing the you Vizio. vote for you. Yeah, yeah. The Vizio. FedEx. Yeah, uh, Vizio. Nah, Vizio, Vizio. Oh, Vizio. Okay. Okay. So Top value performer. Oh yeah. We are gonna take out our one through ten. You Man, I gonna, got my trophy already, dog. You're gonna sell us. No, I want you to what, Vizio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we want you to sell us on. Sell us give your on the, the sales fun. pitch, and we're going to rate your sales pitch one through. Don't 10. make me give that number six Man, Tennessee out look, there. I, 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 uh, okay, so I've been nominated for the Vizio Top Value Performer. It, it highlights a player that has outperformed their contract. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So me being a third round pick, rookie. Um, uh, I think it's safe yo, to say yo, that you I, yeah, that I <laughs> yeah. contract. Yeah. So, you know, in the running with guys like Devontae Adams, Alex Collins, Jordan Howard, and Jared McKinnon, you know, I won. It was a fan vote. They voted me. I got my trophy. And, you know, I'm going to watch. I, I won my five M-Series 75-inch TVs, and I'm going to kick back, and I'm going to watch whatever the fuck I want to on them. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah. I'm going nine. I, I'm only giving it a seven. <laughs> That's fine. He needed, to, he needed to clean a few things up, I thought. You know, I, I just thought, thought. I think it's there's not a lot of guys that can just run through the list of names. You nailed that done. I, I know you got it. Kick back, dropped a little F-bomb. That's a solid nine. The F-bomb, yeah, yeah I should have probably gave him one Look more at point. It. You can give yeah. me an eight. It's cool. All right. Do you ever want to come to New York, hang out in Bleacher Report, do I'll some? Come. Yeah, I'll come you want to do it? I'll come up there and kick I'll probably be up there for Men's Fashion Week, so. Oh, what you want to do men's fashion week with Bleacher Report? I can do that. All access? Yeah, look, man, look, I'll put y'all on. Oh wait, hold on. I no. see. Tell me don't, about this don't necklace. Your mic. This don't necklace? Yeah. So this is my oh, this is the uh record label. That's the control. One? So this is like the mantra is like solid foundation. So that's what you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what it is, S and the F. Uncle K, right? Yeah, Coach, Coach K. K. Yep. Coach K is his uncle. Yep. I'll 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 teach keep, y'all about keep this. Me cool. shit. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Alvin Kamara, future of the NFL. When you look at the running back position. This is the new mold. Yeah. And this face, make this the face of your company. Throw this man advertising on, now. Give me some. Give me Alan some. Kamara, the man. Love you, dude. So, Appreciate you, dude. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Here with the man that Chris Sims said even before the draft was going to be the stud, the star, and the shining moment for the Chargers franchise. He's now in LA. He's big time. He's got ripped jeans. Oh, he's got he's the so Balenciaga cool, shoes, and he's looking up something on his phone right to get now. To you, something to get probably to I mess wanna, with me. I'm gonna, I want to touch his traps. Oh yeah. man, they are strong. I had a video of Melvin Gordon two years ago at the Super Bowl with maybe the biggest bicep I've ever seen. Yeah, no, in my entire life. You know what? Here, move up. Get your face. On that you got, yeah. Oh, we're okay. going. But yeah. this, this isn't. Do you ever find it weird? Like, I, of course, all right, we don't mean to bring up Todd Gurley, but you guys are kind of synonymous because yeah, of that same draft. Everybody thinks he's bigger than you, I feel like. You ever notice that? Yeah. Like, I feel like on the. It was something with the 30 that he wears. And, like, we had somebody here before who was like, oh, he runs with power, Gurley. And I just wanted to be like, man, have you ever seen Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon's, like, a lot bigger than Todd Gurley. Yeah, he just probably got bigger legs, man. He got bigger legs. He got big, he talk, got bigger make sure legs. you talk in the mic. Yeah, he yeah. got bigger legs. He, he got, got bigger legs? legs. Okay, that's it. We'll legs. just give him that. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I And you know what? Now that you say that, with running backs in the NFL, we always talk about the new waves of pass catcher running backs. Yeah. Right. Melvin Gordon's catching, like, eight catches a game. All right, did you get it? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find this because I got. What are you trying some... to find? You okay, want to tell well, us? Yeah, I'm gonna tell y'all. Yeah, use the words. What's, what's, what's up with this mess? This horse mess about me being the 28th best running back? Somebody got. Oh no, 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 we don't run that. That's not Somebody got to tell me what's oh, going on good. because uh, uh, I was looking for. Find it. Find what it. were the so names? Who were the names ahead of you that were like, shut the fuck up? I, it don't even matter. 28th, <laughs> though. I know I'm not the 28th. No, best no, no. Running back Sims gets really upset because great players like you come over and go, man, why'd you rank me so low? And Sims goes, I don't Bro. even know how to read or oh, write. Oh, I had something for y'all. y'all <laughs> I, was, I, I needed a list. That ain't me. I, I need a list. That. Call your mans up and tell them I need a list. 28th back, I was like, man, they got to be thinking of my jersey number or something. Cause yeah. Confused. I was like, they they crazy. They got to be crazy. They I don't are, know what they They are crazy. No, yeah, they, they fuck up sometimes. That's okay to admit. Yeah, y'all lucky I but can't it was Bleacher Report that did it? It was definitely Bleacher Report. Damn. Yeah, hold on, Josh. You look it up. The you fact see that I you can't find it this. already. The fact that we I can't probably find erased it. it. Yeah, we probably erased it. We're like, we I fucked up we, with Melvin Gordon. We found Gordon. it already. All right, you we're gonna, gonna work on it. All right, he'll find it. All right, but uh, man, 
we love the Chargers so much this season. Yeah. You had the slow start, mm-hmm. and then it started to click. And we were like, you know what? We thought there were two teams that could go to New England and really beat them in yeah. the playoffs. You and Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville had the defense. Their defense is amazing. Yeah. But your secondary, your offense, Keenan Allen healthy, your offensive line came out of nowhere. Did you guys kind of feel at the end of the year, man, if we would have just won one of those fucking games earlier, we would have yeah. been great? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. We were definitely thinking about that. And, uh, you know, going on for that killed us, man. Oh, yeah. That killed us because, you know, after that, we were we were going. I mean, we only lost, what, what, what uh, you know, three more games after yeah. that? right. You know, so we, we were we were rolling, man, and it just sucked because if we pull out one of those games. Right and they were, we're close. The you come back in Denver, tie it up. The Eagles game was really close that until the, the very yeah. end. New yeah. England, you, yeah. you know, oh. yeah. Travis Benjamin ran the wrong way. And, and Phillip Rivers crazy. fumbled the ball backwards 30 yards. Man. And the thing was, that was a touchdown with Trav. You know, oh, the, the guys, so. the guys set picked, it up. They picked each other. Trav didn't even, I mean, Trav had nothing to do with that. Oh, I, the touchdown that yeah, got called that back, got called the long back. shallow that's, cross. That's yes. I know. I showed it on that's the podcast. The he, he came out and said they called it a pick and it wasn't yeah, a pick. Two New pick. England guys ran Two, to each yeah, other. Yeah, they ran into each other. I know. Trav got nothing to do with that. Know, that changes the game. You yeah, just thought in your head you went, fucking Patriots. I'm just like, bro, you, God, dog. Yeah, I know. They don't need any more luck. They don't need that. I didn't think they were like overly, you know, no. They just they just play say sound. No. Finish what you're saying. They're not overly what? talented. Yes, yes. Like I'll they say didn't. It. Like I wasn't like shocked after playing them. I was like this this game is winnable, but it's just they don't make mistakes. They execute like they don't a make mistakes. They Do you don't think people maybe get there, see the Patriots, are like, wow, they're not that crazy? Yeah. But everyone loses. That's the crazy thing. Everyone says that, but everyone loses. So they probably have the talent. It's just like your expectations for them are so high, right? That it's just like if you play them, it's like. When you say they don't make mistakes, and you guys, when you make mistakes, you get chewed out by the yeah. coaches afterwards. What is it like to see a team that never makes mistakes? It's, it's. I mean, it's cool to see um, when you're not playing them. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, it's it's just crazy because it's like okay, if you know, with the talented team that we have, right? If we could, you know, make you know, if we could play like them, not make mistakes, and make people suffer for the mistakes that they make. Yeah. We could be just as good, mm. you know. So that that's what you think after you play, you know, New England. It and motivates you. It, it motivates you. And, and I can't say that they they aren't talented because they are. It's funny. Didn't you they go on are. a winning streak after New England too? Uh, yeah. I think yeah. that's like right when it started. They're not yeah. super talented yeah. though. I no, mean, they, they're not. I feel like we have more talent. Oh, than you New do. England. You definitely. I feel like, do. And, and that's more of it. That's more it. I feel like right. we have more talent than New England, but they're still a good team. Obviously, sure. they beat us, and I feel we're a talented team. So. You know, that's, that's, they just that's execute to everyone and there. don't make mistakes. And situational don't. football is off the charts. When, they when they you're on the sideline, you get to watch talent. It's our yeah. favorite duo in the NFL. We call them the program. Bosa and Ingram. We yeah. call Bosa Brosa because he's just Brosa. a super bro. He's a bro. Yeah, he definitely what is. What up, bro? What was bro. it like? What was it like to watch those two go to work this year? It's crazy, man. Uh, you know, obviously, I've been around. Uh, you know, Mel. I hang around Mel Ingram a lot, and. Uh, you know, I'm really cool with Bosa. So, you know, going up against those guys in practice is crazy because, you know, it's just they just they win a lot, man. Yeah. And they make us better, though. So I, I, I knew coming in we were going to be fired because we're going up against a talented defense every day. We're going up against Mel and Bosa every day. Yeah. Going up against Denzel Perriman every day. Brandon Meebang every day. It's not going to do anything but help our line get better. But those guys are just a show to watch, man. You're definitely looking up. Third down, come up. Yeah. You need a big play. You know one of them are going to make it. Yeah. You know, your team changed so much when fucking Perryman got back. When Perryman oh got back, gosh. all of a sudden it was like no he's one can run on the Chargers anymore. And and I think that's a big reason why we went on for. You're probably right. 
I think that's a big reason why. Um, you know, we had some, we had some, we had some guys. We had C.J. Anderson, we had Jay. Who was the first four games? Well, Garrett Blunt had a real big yeah, run in that like, game. Yeah, that's like, right. You know, like we we had we were going up against some talented backs. I Kareem Hunt, I think, was in the beginning yeah. too. Yeah, we yeah, that was some, a close game against the, some, the Chiefs. Yeah. And and he broke off that last one, but not having Denzel. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a difference maker, he and is. that's just what it is, man. Nobody can run on us like that when we have 52 back there. Sims, do you remember uh, two of his teammates at Wisconsin? Two of his teammates? In, his, in the running back backfield. They're playing in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, Corey, Corey Clement. Yeah. And then, wait, who am James I missing? James White. Oh, crap. I forgot about. I would have forgot about James Isn't White. Isn't that White. fucking nuts? Crazy. Think about that back. forget about James, man. I, I know. <laughs> Come on, man. That Super Bowl MVP last year, man. I don't care what nobody said. No, he wasn't man, a Super yes, Bowl he MVP. He wasn't a Super Bowl MVP. Caught ten swing passes. Who cares? Man, uh, how many touchdowns did he have? Uh, three, two? I think okay. he had three. I think he had three. Okay. I think Brady And who, who, who converted that two-point conversion that was the – one of the, probably one of the biggest plays in the game. Wait, wait. I'm supposed to be doing oh, okay. an interview okay. in here. <laughs> he was really okay. good. And the quarterbacks do get way too many MVPs, but Brady did deserve it last year. James White, that was amazing. I mean, he broke the record for receptions in a Super Bowl. Oh, That's yeah. kind of crazy for a running back. He kept in the back. game, man. But wait, this is what I want to ask you. L.A., San Diego, yeah. this year, like, what was it like adjust? Did you like living in L.A.? Did you like it better than San Diego? And then uh, I want to know about the stadium and having to play in that bullshit-ass home field advantage you got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I, I like the San Diego a little bit more just because, you know, I, I was there for, what, two years. Right. Um, I started finally figuring my way, you know, out without having the GPS things. Made some friends there, some connections there with right. people. Um, and San know, Diego is cooler than L.A. I think so, too. It's, I've it's been so, to both. The landscape's prettier. It's more, yeah, it's more my speed. It's right. more my speed. San right. Diego is what it's everyone beautiful. thinks L.A. is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. L.A., there's, like, all this other shit yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. San Diego is San Diego is I'm, I'm telling you, San Diego is probably the nicest city I've, I've been to. I, it's, it's the nicest. And I've been to Florida. My, I've been everywhere. And San Diego, by far, got People it. People are so nice. Everybody's healthy. They're all vegan. It's good shit. <laughs> it's lax, right. man. What about that stadium, though? It's uh, you know, it's, it's you ain't gonna be there for long, so it's okay. It, you know, it's, it's it's high school, high school, high school, Texas high school type. <laughs> it is. That's you right. Know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we get some, we get we get to winning in there, man. It, we'll see more blue jerseys. And Yo, because I'm an Eagles about. fan, and we were all yeah, y'all was rocking. That was a home it was, game. It was it was, it was it was it was probably ninety percent Eagles fan. Who was which fan base invaded the most? During your home games this year, Eagles, yeah, Eagles for sure. So when you you played them, you've played New England. What's your take for the Super Bowl, man? Uh, I, 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 I'll, it's hard to bet against Brady. Yeah, let's just let's just put that out there. I mean, especially in big time games like this. After what he did last year, it's just. I mean, I mean, it's like playing a ghost. I I won't pay my money. I won't. I want Philly to win. Okay. I want Philly to You're win. Rooting for him. I want Jay to get a ring. I want Corey to get a ring. James got what three? Three already? Yeah, he's, he's got, got at least two. Well, this two, will be. He's got two. This will be three. Be third? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's good. You're right. Yeah, you know, It'll be harder for you to catch him. Yeah, I, I can't catch James. You know, I'm a firm believer that Corey Clement can be a featured back in the NFL. I think he could be a starter. I, and it, it, when I seen Jay went there, I was like, man, this sucks. You know, I'm happy for Jay because, you know. Philly's offensive line is amazing. It really is. And right. from him to go to that and how Miami did him, you know, I think he needed that. Yeah. And I'm glad he's in the Super Bowl, and that's another reason I want him to win, so he can rub it in Miami's face. Um, but, 
But, man, Corey, I feel, could be a number one. He hits the edge so fast. And, and he's I've, got such I've been burst. And he's got bigger it. legs and ass than you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I've does. been saying it since college. <laughs> he said, yeah. he, he, he's a legend. And, <laughs> and I've been saying it since college. Uh, you know, Corey, you know, he probably didn't put up the numbers that he wanted to. But from his first day there, I was like, he no, he was impressive his style, in college. His style fits the NFL. Yeah, and I was like, does. he's going to he's gonna be – I was just always telling myself he's, he's, it's going to work for him. Right, right. And I feel like he could be the number one. But now that Jay's here, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to – because Jay is phenomenal as well. He and is. they're going to they're gonna take carries from each other. So the premier guy, who's it going to be? Obviously, everyone thinks it's Jay, but I don't think Corey wants to take the back seat too much longer. No, no. Always and I don't know how many is hopefully he can yeah. carry the ball a little. They share it. And they can add more years so to the Blunt's career. So Blunt's probably gone. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, yes, that's right. We know that. So, it, so it's, it's, it's Corey and it's Jay. So who's the guy? Random question. Culture two, good album or literally the same as Culture one? Uh, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was the same. Look at this right here. <laughs> I just want you to check this out right here. Okay. What the hell is since Culture? You, what are you guys you talking about? The it's the Migos. Oh, it's they the just Migos. put out a new album. <laughs> Got you. This is my boy. Read, read it out loud. So you you wrote what? I said who's performing at this club? And then your he friend said, responded. Migos, Migos is pulling up. Weak ass album. <laughs> I almost ain't want to go. But I heard it's going to be popping. So, so tell the truth. Is that your friend's thought or do you agree? That, that, do you agree? <laughs> and just, then, just and then Melvin said, Gordon responded. No, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Album poo as fuck. <laughs> Damn. Walk it like you talk it. You're not even. No. I, I it's the same. It. But Drip, I, I, rock with, I rock with Migos though, man. I'm, not, I'm no hater. I'm no hater. I, I, I you, like you, you would just You would say it to him? I, I wouldn't say it at all. I just walk, <laughs> walk, you know, walk and talk like everything is cordial, you know. Yeah. Unless they, you know, brought up the album like what you think. But if I don't you're think in the we're studio, that cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I don't think we're on that cool of a level. Talk to Kamar. His you uncle, know, his know, uncle, like manages the Migos. Oh, word for well, real. I, I see, I see what he thinks about it. I'm gonna be talking to him uh, probably tonight. He's like or really good friends with him. Word, yeah. So yeah. you know, tread lightly. Good Let's talk. Good talk. I, I don't think it was. I don't want to hate on it too much. I haven't heard every song, so I don't want to. Let me not hate. Because there's 24 fucking songs. I didn't exactly. hear I'm not yet hate, either hating, yet. I'm, you know, I'm waiting to hear the, the rest. album is a movie, so I'm not gonna hate hate. But you know, it, I, I, who brought who brought you here for us today? Who are you selling? Who I'm selling? Yeah. You got to advertise. You got to plug. Uh, I just got CC. Oh my god! You got nothing. <laughs> we got. This is the best. People don't love Whoa. me, man. That's why I got to get going, man. I got to do no, something. No, this is I gotta perfect. Go so crazy here's what we're gonna so do. We you, want you to sell Melvin Gordon. Yeah, then. sell Melvin Gordon. And to we're gonna the grade you. Of Bleach, and we're gonna give you a one to ten on you selling yourself. Look at the camera. Tell us why Melvin Gordon is it. Why give it Melvin to us. Melvin Gordon is it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm, passion. Why, I'm gonna tell you why Melvin Gordon is it. I'm young. Uh, I'm 24. Uh, I'm good looking. Hey. I got a nice yeah. smile. Oh. Got long hair. Yep. I'm athletic. Yes, he is. Banging body. What? Nice oh, abs. Banging. Nice abs. You want to check the arms? Yeah. You got I got it video. on the phone. You know what I'm saying? I got <laughs> to do some squats. I got a nice car. I got friends with nice cars. Hey. I got friends with nice looks. So, you know what I'm saying? All around game. And we can take you. Anywhere you want in the world. So Damn. come rock with us, baby. Damn. Was that a good. Tinder that profile? That was a good one. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was, I'm giving it an eight. <laughs> I 
I'll take it. it. I'll take it. That was an eight. Yeah. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. yeah. I've just never heard anyone sell themselves like that. That was great. <laughs> I got nice abs. I got a good smile. I got long hair. Shit's awesome. Melvin Gordon, not 28th in the NFL not, running back. He not. is honestly the prototype of what you want him to look like. He can Thank catch. You. He can run. And Thank the Chargers, you. look out for the next year. Because they're coming. We coming. They're coming. We coming. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Greg Olson intro. Yo, I think I want my new name to be the Transition King. I think I like it. Do you think you're deserving of that? How many uh, nicknames can you make up for yourself? What else do I have? L-E-F-K-O-E, man. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fire uh, away, Lefko. Okay. Make sure that should be on the podcast right there. All right, let's just keep going. Yeah. Let's fucking in the podcast. Right. Uh, all right, so those were those three guys. They were great. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Kamara was cool. And oh, my you God. Gotta break, because Kamara, I think it's really funny. Again, the inside look to the NFL. How he said teams didn't really like him. You know, again, he's. I a, read an article. He's that a free-thinking man yes. that 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 dresses a little funny, and it just shows you the conservative nature of the NFL. Here he is, as smart as a whip, yes. as good as it gets. Yes. But oh, we're gonna judge him by his appearance, and we're gonna be scared. It's it's annoying. It is. He, he doesn't. He doesn't love football. I truly believe that sentence means he's not dumb enough, like that to we just can't, listen to everything I say. We can't manipulate him right. fullest, and he won't sacrifice all of his brain right. cells for right. us. Right. But it yeah, is yeah, what I it think is. That's a good way to say it. A few weeks ago, Greg Olson actually broadcast a Minnesota Vikings Rams game. Chris Sims went on Pro Football Talk and says, "I don't think it's ethical because maybe he's going to steal some plays." And you were really worried that it was going to get to Olson. And that he wasn't, he wasn't going to know that you were, you weren't saying it as harsh as it came out. Right. Well, he came and he definitely took it just like you didn't want him uh, to. Yeah, I knew he would. And you guys had to hash it out. Yes. But the best part is, I want you to realize, once they hug and make up, they both say a little catchphrase right at the end that proves that they're Jersey as hell. Jersey, 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 Jersey. Here is Greg Olson breaking down the Super Bowl. He gives his prediction and he hams it up about Jersey football and Simpson Lofko. Sims, you, uh, you said you wanted the first question for Greg Olson. So I do. I mean, away. first, let's introduce Greg Olson, tight end of the Carolina Panthers, and a Wayne Hills tight end nice. uh, back in the day. Not as good as Ramapo High School, but pretty close. Um, Other than your senior year. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> get him. Are you, Fucking get him. Can you give it to are him? Are you mad at me? I wasn't on the team. No, though. no. Are you mad at me? We got to talk about this. All right, so yes. let's talk about this. Can I just give my yeah, side give, first? Give your background, okay. and I'll fill in the, the incorrect part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. so Olsen was going to announce the game on Fox, right? And I'm in the fucking media business now, all right? He's going to announce the game on Fox. Yeah, he's allowed to curse on here? Yes. Fuck shit balls. Yes. What, yeah. what network is it? Yes. This is awesome. Bleacher Report. Welcome, welcome to the Wild West. Welcome, West. All right, welcome to ahead. Millennials. Let's do it. All right, so then he's going to announce the game for Fox. I'm on, you know, the pro football talk with Boria. It's big news. Greg Olsen. You know, going to announce a game to a team that he's team, fighting for. Teams by. are worried of his knowledge. Now, yeah. I don't know if you saw what I said, but I every did. time I did, I prefaced it with, you're a great guy, you're a smart guy, I've known you, 
and I know you don't have bad intentions. I just was saying it was a bad look, and I didn't think you should do it. Okay. So I reached out to your agent because I didn't have your phone number. Okay. But I said, damn, somebody in Jersey or somebody might tell Greg that I've said this, and they're going to think they might have not seen the whole thing. Well, I, I saw the headline on Pro Football Talk. Yeah, see, that's what's fucked up. But he didn't, he didn't put in all the – listen, here's the deal. As far as that goes, when we signed up to do that – it was August, right. July, August. Of course, of the, yes. season. the season had yet started. Yes, they gave us a handful of things. We the only the only um, criteria we gave them is I didn't want to do an NFC South game. Gotcha. I just thought that was going to be weird. Whatever. So we said no NFC South game, and then whatever the number two game is, because that was the only broadcast. So backstory: Kevin Burkhart yep. used to work for WGHT uh, back in New Jersey. Okay. So I knew him because he used to cover our local games for right. WGHT That's Radio awesome. in random Northern New Jersey, State County. Right. So I knew Kevin years ago. I flew out to California. I was out there visiting some friends. Went over to Fox. Did like a test run game. Right. With Kevin. Right. So that was the comfort zone. Was working with Kevin and that crew. So fast forward now to this opportunity. They said, Hey. It was originally supposed to be a three-man booth with Cutler. Right. Cutler goes back. We're yeah. down. We're back to a two-man booth. For your bye week, would you want to be the Cutler, you know, for lack of a better word, fill in yeah. and, and do something unique and cool? And we said yes. So the two game, the two crew was the was the key to it. Right, right. So then fast forward, that happened to be the number two game. The number one game, they sent Aikman and them down, and I think they did New Orleans. Okay. And then the number two game, who would have thought the Rams would have been so as good as they right. were That's and they're right. playing. True. So the number two NFC game happened to be what it was. And it was nothing more than that. Yes. Nothing more. My perspective of the game was nothing more or less than I would have gotten from watching film, from reading the same articles, watching the same broadcast. And then we happened to beat him a couple weeks later. I had zero catches. All right, so wait, you have <laughs> the headline So now. obviously I didn't do very well in my, my espionage because I didn't catch a ball. But, but, but no. Damn, and I, I, wish, I wish it was espionage. But I, I wish it didn't happen in August and you were like the Olsen all right, family. So all That's I was just idea. saying, I was like, man, because the Minnesota The unethical. That was the word that kind of, Ooh. I was like, unethical. Oh, okay, fine. That's fine. Because I don't fair. think it was like an ethics I don't maybe think it was, was a poor ethical. choice of words for me. Which is fine. I don't hold grudges. But I, I, I know I, you don't. But I want you to know, too, that I'm not just a total dick. I never, like, if I thought you were a dick, I wouldn't be sitting next to you right, cool. right now. Is all that right. fair enough? All right. Me fair love enough. you. Thank you. Love you, too. Long time. Love you, long time. And they both drop a uh, long, since time. The long time. Since like the late 90s. It's like a late 90s? Late 90s. Yeah, no, I've heard it mentioned many times. Big Trouble Little China. Figure this out. Wait, so I'm glad that you – that felt like a lot of that love felt there. Good, that felt good, real we have good. Great Jersey respect. guys are serious. Yes. Jersey guys are serious. What did you think of him when you were – were you a freshman or an eighth grader? All right, so let me tell senior? the story about Chris Sims for Ramapo High School. So yeah. Chris's sophomore and junior year, they – I was – so I would have been in sixth and seventh grade, not to age you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so my there. dad was the coach. So that's why I was so close to the program. And my dad Sims was has the said coach. that your dad was a hell of a fucking coach. He was Legend. a great coach. Legend. We won a lot of games, but we never could get over the championship – hurdle of being Rambo. Yeah. So then fast forward to senior year, they had Chris, they had Greg, Greg Toll, Greg Toll. Right. they had Malazzo was the uh, wide receiver? No, no. Mi- uh, Miano or Milanese. Something. Yes. Milanese. Yeah. One of those Italian, of Italian North Jersey guys. Italian guys that grew up in, in Franklin Lakes or Wyckoff. And they were one of, they were the talk. Obviously yeah. he was the player of the, the year. Magazine, yeah. The whole thing. They come to Wayne Hills. There was, what, 15,000 yeah. people at this game, which right. is not Texas. So in New Jersey, that was a big 15, deal. 15,000 was a big deal. Right, big deal. And it was, the, and we finally beat Do you Chris remember Sims. your dad's speech? Were you in the locker I don't, room? I was in eighth grade. You know, I was the ball boy. I was, you know, just happy to be around That's the awesome. team. His, I thought those kids were, like, the coolest guys ever. I grew up right. idolizing, like, the Chris Sims and, like, my dad's quarterbacks as a kid. Yeah. Like, 
that was a big deal for us to be a senior captain of like that was yeah. what we all we knew we didn't idolize the you know giants players it's yeah, just what, right. not what we, we grew, grew up, up with the guys right we I, grew up in the locker room and then i got into college and i would you know come home for yeah. certain games or whatever it may be and i don't know i don't think it was your last game it was your brother's last game right state championship against ramapo at wayne hills yep. where they lost like you guys had the lead you yeah. were like a sophomore or junior yeah so my so we lost to ramapo in the state championship my sophomore year yeah right chris my older brother's junior the, year junior okay. then see my brother's older brother's senior year we went to ramapo yeah lost and then my senior year home against Ramapo and we finally won, won. Okay. and then from that point on like that got us over the, the hump right Sims uses Jersey as an excuse for anything curses too much sorry I'm Jersey punches someone sorry I'm Jersey a, is that a, a legitimate Jersey thing it is it's a fair it's a we fair. are the meat headiest of all states you go to a team and it's there's fair. a few Jersey guys do you naturally cling to each other <laughs> Yeah, hey, I think you, you, yeah, you have to fuck? stick together with your guys because everyone's so hard on Jersey yeah. that if you don't stick up for Jersey, no one will. Right. New York shits on Even Jersey. Even if you have to lie. So we always have Even to be like, have to lie. hey, fuck you. You're from, we're from Jersey. We'll whoop your ass. Yeah. Well, I'm Even if we have to lie. So I get right. all of your bullshit. Because Jersey, parts of Jersey suck, right? Yeah. I mean, we all know that. But you can't. I can't say that to anyone in an argument. I have to just defend it till the death. Uh, that's what I have to do with Eagles fans, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Same thing. You are, in my mind, the perfect guest for this week. Thank you. You played both teams, right? Your team played both teams. Yeah, I played neither. you're about to be an amazing broadcaster. I see it. I can smell it. I can feel it. Thank you. You can smell it, too. <laughs> what's going to happen in this game? What's what's the Greg Olson feel for this, for this event? Yeah, I think the real overarching view of this is is New England their their big thing is they're always going to Belichick teams are always going to hang their hat on taking away what you do best right defensively of course so if you're going against the Eagles we're saying okay we're not going to let Ajayi and these guys get rolling on us and blunt and get rolling on us in the run game because from the run game as you saw in Minnesota the NFC game they start running the ball all of a sudden now the play action the boots the RPOs everything works off getting those guys rolling right and they got three really good backs so if, if they if they get down there and they take that away they're going to force Nick Foles, who played out of his mind, out and if he can mind. bottle that and play again, I think their offense is a handful because they got you know between Jeffrey and and Aguilar. So I'm saying and you Ertz. put eight in the box. I mean, they got dudes now that can go out and 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 get open in the yeah. passing game, and and if Foles plays the way he does. No, that's a challenge. And then, of course, Tom yeah, Brady. Tom Brady. But if you had to pick a winner, you're going to pick. I'll never bet against Brady. I know, right. No way. You just can't. I, I think it's a mid to mid-20s game. I think it's a less than a touchdown game. Right. And if it's close at the end, history says you can't not take New England. Take I know. Brady. Agreed. I think I, Philadelphia's better, but I'm going to pick New England to win 28-24. And I'm going okay. 24-23 yeah. Eagles with a Goskowski missed field goal. Wow, you're it. really diving he's in. He's an Eagles fan. I respect that. Yeah. It's, All right. it's in my veins. All right. Yeah, I got the sign right there. All right, so I want you to, to pub what you've come here to do, but here's how we do it on Sims and Lefko. Your speech, your spiel, we rate it 1 through 10. And I, I feel like you're going to be dynamic and really All personable. Right. Let's give it a shot. So I'm very excited. I hope you suck and I give you a 1. <laughs> So I'm here for the Microsoft Create Change campaign. Uh, this fall, they teamed up with a handful of guys and how we use the Microsoft Surface technology to better our philanthropic efforts. Um, backstory, my son, uh, five years ago, was born with a very complex congenital heart disease, required a long line of uh, open heart procedures and surgeries and care. My wife and I started What's the Hardest Yard, which is the logo you see on this awesomely designed helmet really designed really on the cool. Surface. Um, winner of the best design goes to the Super Bowl. Anyway, <laughs> so we started with the hardest yard. It's the it's a privatized in home medical um, benefits company uh, benefits 
service and um, entirely privatized funding for my family and our foundation. And our nurses now, because of this Microsoft technology, when they go into the home, instead of like when we brought our son home, we would journal everything and then bring it actually in hand to the doctors. They have created a cloud software on the surface that our nurses go into the home in real time, input all the critical data that the doctors need to know, and it's automatically uploaded to the system at the at the children's hospital and at the cardiac uh, facilities up there with their doctors. And this has just changed how we provide care for these kids, changed what the care is like within the home, and instead of them always having to be hospitalized, they can get hospital level care in the house in house because of partners like Microsoft who has allowed us to use technology to bridge that gap. Pretty strong. What's amazing is that he was like, I want to shit on you. And then you're like, I'm changing the world. So I'm very curious to see what you go with. Uh, I'm going to say this. The fact that you made it personal. I know. What you're doing is incredible. Incredible. You fucked up the word service that one time. Yeah, it was it, I know. it was always so close. But I want I want to say this for real off the, though. Off the cuff, I did the best I could. It oh. was ethical. It wasn't unethical. Thank you. I, I try not to be unethical. <laughs> we we see so many football players that come in here, and you guys are more your people that happen to play football. But the fact that you've also created change like this, nice. It's fucking incredible. Good plug. No. You're a professional. You know, I just I Easy. follow him around. Yeah, don't don't give me too much. He'll get a little Create bit jealous. Change, yeah, fine. Well, thanks, guys. I enjoyed. Uh, no, you were the man. You Appreciate really are. You. You're a great dude. And thanks, I, man. I didn't mean to ever I rub me. I'm glad you guys. So good. I feel, I, it was felt good. Right. I, it felt right. There was no right. other place to do this than on air. Yeah, no doubt. Don't you think? Save it for the podcast. Yeah, that's our need, that's yeah, our motto. Greg Olson, you're going to be seeing him calling the biggest games because he's going to be a media professional. He's a savage. He's a savant. He has everything you want and more. Greg Olson. Well, oh, slightly overboard. I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, brother. Tafoya, Baselli, Watson, Kamara, Gordon, and Olsen. That's a hell of a fucking rundown. A and day. you squash the beef with Greg. You guys I, I, are and Baselli. And Baselli, yeah. Baselli. It was it's been a- his redemption tour today. Woo! Yes. Whew, that's two less people that want to beat the shit out of me. Thank you. Hopefully uh, we don't see Bortles. Uh, <laughs> no, but I want Bortles on this podcast. I wanted to make sure. Greg, I've known Greg since I remember when he was in sixth grade, like, with the water bottles. Like, hey, guys, here, are you thirsty playing Chris Sims at Ramapo? So I didn't want him to be mad at me, and I saw the headline, and I said, damn, he's going to see the headline of what I said. That's what you said. You said fucking headlines. Yes. That's a society we're yes. in. Especially pro football talk, because it's like Yes, that's words. what it is, right. Uh, and if you thought today was good, I'm going to give you two names, because I don't want to block us into having to do guys, but I know Von Miller and Aaron Donald are going to be here. Bam. Look, we've reached a point with the podcast. For all the people that have supported us for a very long time, I hope this is as good for you as it is for us. We walk around here, and all of a sudden... Are you going to smoke a cigarette after? I'm <laughs> fucking spent. <laughs> but every guest comes here, and I'm seeing all these other radio shows and stuff being like, man, how are they getting all those guys? Because we're the Players Podcast. Yeah. We're Sims and Lefko. Yeah. We keep it real. We tell the truth, what, and it what? feels good. Uh, guys, thank you so much. As always, hit us up on social media, at Sims and Lefko, Twitter, Instagram. Check out Bleacher Report. Of course, we took over their Instagram story, and that was a lot of fun. And of course, if you subscribe to iTunes, leave that five-star review. I'm going to collect all of the Super Week iTunes reviews. We might do an episode of just responding to iTunes. Okay. We'll have that fucking many because you guys are great. We love you. For Sims. Peace out, homies. For Fendrick. Good night, everybody. Hey, and the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. Says, I love you. The ultimate transitioner. Fuck you. <laughs> Talk to you guys. <laughs> the ultimate transitioner.